0: Hello, Craig. Hey,
1: Craig. Shit. Hi, Craig. I literally just got back from getting my beer out of the fridge.
0: I wish we could get Craig to uh, record its it's itself saying now recording. I know. I feel like that would be a great way to
2: open the podcast. There's some some context missing. Maybe I'll take the sound bite of Craig saying now recording, like I'll rip Mm -hmm. that from somewhere. And I'll, uh, I'll insert that at the start. If you're listening to the podcast and I've done that, good job, me. <laughs> um,
3: okay, well, wh- I, I, have to pr- I have to start uh, saying that I, I'm very sorry I missed a very important opportunity to tell one of my favorite terrible jokes <laughs> because we were talking about this last time. So well,
2: hold on. Okay. I think we have to go around and we have to say all of our names. Are we doing that again? I think that we should start every episode by saying our names. People have very short memories, Elliot. Yeah. What if somebody picks up with episode three?
1: Um, that's their fucking problem.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully the quality will improve. So you know, maybe they won't want to watch one and two, but they will yeah. watch three. Exactly. So
2: I'm Nathan, and we'll just go down the Discord list, I guess. Uh, I'm Elliot i'm Cass. i'm mike i'm abigail and this is mal was a mensch a podcast where we allegedly review beer this week we're reviewing uh miller High Life, the champagne of beers as recommended by me what does that mean what does the champagne of beers mean yeah it means it's fancy yeah it's the champagne of beers, you know uh, actually there's there's a little bit more to that though it it technically has a little bit of a bubblier foamier taste than most beers.
4: This looks like cream soda, and I'm going to be really disappointed I know when it doesn't taste like cream soda.
3: This is the kind of beer that you can be proud of when you drink it at
2: your shotgun wedding. yeah, exactly they will definitely they will definitely have this at the shotgun wedding. Um, this is my tactical party beer uh i uh, If I'm going to have a party that has, like, beer pong at it, or it's going to have, like, um, like, King's Cup, or Cheers to the Governor, all my favorite drinking games, and we're going to play it with beer, mind you, not something harder, um, it's going to be Miller High Life every time. But, uh, I guess we should probably crack this open and get to it.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy.
2: Do you think we'll
0: ever actually talk about if Mal was a mensch?
2: No, probably not. Um, Okay, so I guess everybody drank that on uh, after I count down. So three, two, one. Yeah, that tastes like beer.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Yeah. You know, I don't hate that. Thank you.
2: Thank you. It's the champagne of beers. It's like actually really smooth, but it's light, so it works at parties.
4: What does that mean? It's light, so it works at parties.
2: Well, you can drink a lot of it, and you won't like get busted up on calories. This is the thing that's going to make me like pee like thirty times in the night. You are going to pee thirty times tonight, but yeah. All
3: right. So, like I was saying, yeah, uh, we talked about this last time, and I missed my opportunity to tell a terrible joke. So, if Avril Lavigne was a bug, what would her most popular song be?
2: What would it be? Cicada boy. Uh, oh. You're talking about
3: cicadas, like, hey. that's uh, that's a that's a, uh, that's a Michael original.
2: That is a Mike classic,
4: right there. <laughs> that was the champagne of jokes. <laughs>
3: that was the champagne of God. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So anyways, uh, Prince Philip died today. So let's give a, a big round. Pog. of applause. DMX also died. That's uh, that was sad. That's, that was sad. That Prince sad. Philip Pog DMX F.
0: All right. But Margaret Thatcher died yesterday. So if, Margaret like, Thatcher died yesterday?
2: yesterday. What the anniversary? Like, yeah, oh. the anniversary of, like,
0: what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if this keeps up, we could have a whole like week of British deaths right? Like, if the queen dies next year on this day, we could like just have this party week where we celebrate the destruction of British government.
2: I mean, ideally, she's going next year tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can finally tear down the royal family. Um, or at least start to. But DMX died, and it's it's very sad. And I meant to, like, binge play dmx today but i got caught up doing other things i got my uh vaccine today
3: how are you feeling nice
2: i i feel okay. i got pfizer i feel um i feel okay i'm sure it's gonna hit me tomorrow but right
1: now it, it's it's just my arm that's sore that's all
4: is this one or two
2: this is
1: one. Oh. you um the pfizer is second shot is the one that's gonna get you oh really tell yeah. me
0: that that's what i got and i was already sick on the first shot
1: Oh, shit. One made my arm hurt a little bit, but
4: it
3: wasn't bad. I got the Moderna, and I honestly did not feel, like, any side effects aside from my arm being really sore.
1: Again, it's the second shot that's gonna get ya. Yeah. you
3: am gonna die. Alright, let's fucking go. Fucking, fucking, let uh, fucking fight me.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be gone uh, from this podcast the week after next uh, because I'm getting my second shot, and I'm having a friend come over and nurse me. Big oof.
2: But your your presence will, of course, be missed. What are we going to do without the Elliot tier
1: list? my god, what are you going to do without my tier list?
2: We're just going to have to imagine what you would think of... Well, it's Budweiser. We don't really have to think very <laughs> hard about what, you're, what you'd think of it that week. Ah, uh,
3: Elliot's going to miss the Budweiser episode? Yeah,
2: Elliot's missing
1: Budweiser. I wonder if I ever had
4: Budweiser.
1: Do you want mine? Do you want to come over and get the fucking pint of Budweiser that I bought? I don't think that you bought a pint of Budweiser. It's like a, It's like a giant fucking can. Can pint. Because I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to buy a 12-pack or an 8-pack or whatever the fuck. I would like
4: to, but, uh, not enough to drive all the way to wherever it is that you live. I can't talk today.
1: I believe in you. I should probably try to get drunk or that will certainly help.
4: Well, don't
2: worry, I'm pretty sure the champagne of beers will send you well on your way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I've got
0: three Miller Highlives in front of me. Um... (laughs) Are
2: you going to drink them all?
0: Yeah um because you know we've got important conversation topics today
2: yeah it's true but i before we get into any of that i just want to ask Cass: did you end up getting a 12 pack
4: i did end up getting a 12 pack yes
2: okay so i want to know how much everybody got of miller High Life because it's it's one of those beers where it's like really hard just to find a tall boy of it or even a six pack in bottles so i just want to hear before i i spill how much i ended up having to get oh, no. Oh, no. Um,
3: I had, I had the option between a 12-pack of, like, bottles and a 12-pack of cans, and they were the exact same price for some reason. So I went with the cans because they're smaller.
4: You should have done the
3: bottles. I'm not gonna fit that in my fucking fridge.
1: Aren't they both 12? Oh, you mean, like, physical size. Okay, that's yes. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that fridge is getting a little cramped with beer, honestly.
1: I uh, I also got a 12 pack um, because that was the only thing that I could find. But it's okay because I took one out of the out of the pack, and then I made my sister take the rest of it. <laughs> and I do mean made because she does not like Miller High Life. Um, <laughs> well, that's her fault. Sounds
4: uncultured.
2: Um. Well, I ended up getting the 24 pack. <laughs> Dear God, because I couldn't find even 12 packs. Uh, Courtney even went out to go look for 12 packs specifically when she went to go do like a target run, hoping that she'd find some somewhere. She even went to um like a 7 Eleven for me to try and find like a single tall boy, and all that could be found were at the lowest 24. So we just ended up getting the 24. Um, but that's okay because. You know, I've, I think I probably have a biased opinion of this beer, as I've already let known.
0: I mean, it's the champagne of beers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Champagne of beers. But we, I think we are talking about some important topics tonight.
1: How much did Joe pay for these beers? Like $10, $12, maybe. Actually, it's probably more than that. It was probably like 16 oh I was God. like,
3: 5 no, that I wanted to get the six pack for like five something, but I think
2: this was like eight something. Yeah, I think I just paid. We just paid like ten something for the twenty four.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I got it from GoPuff because I didn't want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. What a sad thing to order from GoPuff. Fuck you. Fuck you. I didn't actually hear what you said because I was talking over you for like half of it, but fuck you.
2: It's okay. Everything will become clear in editing.
1: You think I listen to these?
2: Uh, I'm the only one who listens apparently out of this <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I listen to it.
0: I hate my voice a lot. And when I listened to the first episode, I got really depressed. So we're not doing that anymore.
3: I also listened to it and listened to my voice and hated it and got really depressed.
0: Damn. Nathan, do
2: you like your voice? No, I, I honestly hate my own voice. I The only reason I listen to it is because I need to make sure that it sounds good when it's published. Otherwise, I wouldn't listen either.
4: Nathan, we appreciate your sacrifice.
2: Does anyone like their
0: voice?
1: No, I don't think so. I like my voice. Fuck you guys. I'm a Chad. <laughs> I think my I voice sounds
3: fine when I'm not listening to it. <laughs> Which is weird. Because your inner... The, your own voice sounds like a different octave than the one, than when you listen to it yourself.
4: Yeah. resonances.
2: I sound like a total Chad in my inner voice, let me tell you. But my actual <laughs> voice, I just sound like a fucking
1: nerd <laughs> with a tongue who's too big. <laughs> Nathan, you are, you are quite easily the best and most like clear speaker in this group. So,
2: Well, that's just what I hear.
1: Yeah, that's because you have that's because you have insecurity problems and like mental issues or whatever the fuck. Damn. So
2: Wow, Ellie, Elliot's really calling us all out here.
0: I just hate how deep my voice is.
1: Well, that's something else entirely.
0: <laughs> exactly. So you can't give me shit. Get everyone give Nathan Nathan shit instead.
2: This happens all the all time. Right. So <laughs> Nathan. You
3: got a great voice.
0: Oh, thank you. I do I do actually like Nathan's voice. I can't say anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of hate it. I mean, because of the good voice. I'm jealous. (laughs) I how
0: much I love it. (laughs) Cass, what's your opinion on Nathan's voice?
4: Nathan has a very distinctive voice that I've come to associate with very few people in my life. All of them have been positive influences, though.
2: Hell yeah. Wow. I'm glad that I'm part of an elite group who's positive influencers on cast. That's like that's like the highest honor, but also I really want to know who the other people you associate with my voice are.
3: It sounded like you were reading off a, a Wikipedia article. <laughs> it's like, these voices may include. No,
4: you kind of sound like my cousin.
2: Damn. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, though. I've never met your cousin, but shout out to Cass's cousin. I'm sure you're a chiller if you're anything
4: like me. I don't think he is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're both very cool people, but very different.
3: Okay, so uh, there was one news story I wanted to touch on briefly. Uh, Just because I was listening to this uh, while I was at work on uh, another separate podcast, which won't be mentioned here, but it was
2: Oh, I'll mention a podcast real fast. Sorry, okay. I just want to say because I know that Abby's going to flip out over this. Uh, Courtney is currently listening to Dissect.
4: Yeah,
2: and it's it's it's
4: thanks to it's thanks to you. Oh, is it Dissect Shilling time? I heard they have gold nuggets on
3: that show.
0: I don't know what that means, but anyway, the Jesus season is going great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You'll become twenty percent more handsome and/or beautiful, depending on which one which adjective you identify more with.
0: Uh, uh, all right, only tangentially related uh, uh, to dissect because um, they're doing the Jesus season. I definitely got an argument like yesterday about uh, whether or not Jesus is a mid Kanye album um and my opinion just so everyone can hate me is yeezus is kanye's best album and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which does also have a dissect season is
4: mid Hmm.
1: wow i think that's that i think that's kind of a i think that's definitely a bold statement actually i don't know enough about kanye albums to have an opinion on this but i support you i think
0: People really hated Yeezus when it came out, and they really fucking loved My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I will say I have a uh, strong bias, maybe not bias, but in general, I like minimalist music more than maximalist music, um, which goes for like every genre of. I probably picked it up when I was studying composition in college or something. Um, But so My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is much more maximalist versus. Jesus is very like harsh and minimalist and noisy, and I really like that. It just appeals to me. And anyone who says it's not the best Kanye album is wrong, and you can fight me on Twitter, just at me. Nice, I'll fight you.
2: <laughs> um, Mike, sorry we cut you off. Uh, you were going to talk about the other podcast and the news story.
3: Well, I wasn't going to mention the podcast. I was just going to mention like a a thing that I got on when I was listening to it because it's just a random news podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I heard about how in Topeka, Kansas. There are is a group of students who discovered that their school was named after uh, someone who was there was like new evidence that came to light that the guy that their their school was named after was probably a exalted cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan.
4: Huh. Okay, what what does that mean? What rank is that? I don't know. High. <laughs> I... It's been a very long time since I've looked at the Ku Klux Klan website. The, the tier list
3: of the
2: KKK. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never seen the Ku Klux Klan org chart, but I think it's pretty high. <laughs> anyway, I want to, I want to preface
3: this just by saying, <sighs> I support these kids. They're trying to like push a little bit forward, uh, and I don't mean any ill will when I say. I think it's really, really funny that this is all about uh, renaming their their uh, their school off of someone who isn't named Seaman, because <laughs> the name the school is named after a guy named Jeff Seaman or
2: something. <laughs> Look, I don't think that I'm being controversial here when i say that we all know the kkk loves semen <laughs> <All right. laughs> well
3: it was just it was so funny because there was like a uh, a hearing about these kids talking to like the school faculty and talking about like them basically having an open forum to debate about this. And one of the teacher's arguments is that like they really didn't want to put a price tag on this, but they have to think about how much semen is all over the school. There's semen on the jackets. There's
4: semen on the...
3: <laughs> Do you know how much money it would cost to de-semen the school? And I fucking lost it. Those were the exact words, but that was just what they were getting at. And I I don't know. I don't want to discredit them, but you know that there's definitely a subsection of kids that do not care about the racial politics involved and really just do not want to be known as the school, the Seaman school.
0: I mean, I would like to consider the... So let's let's compromise here, is that it's just no longer named after Jeff Seaman and it's just the Seaman school.
3: Well, it's Seamans. It's so they just change it to semen. S E. Yeah, <laughs> they remove the A.
0: They cross out the A's everywhere, and it's just the semen school.
3: And also, yeah. I I also imagine that there are a bunch of kids that are probably not racist, but really just want to make sure that they are stay they keep the name as the semen school.
4: Yeah, if I was a child, I would want my school to be named semen
3: thank you i'm sorry i was i was just listening to this earlier today and i could not stop fucking laughing okay i'm sorry that was just something that was uh on my mind i really wanted to mention
1: good to know that semen's on your mind d semen kansas mike mike always has semen on his mind (laughs) not as much semen that's in
3: kansas apparently
1: Who's jerking off into your ear?
3: I can
2: God, I can just I could I could make an entire podcast about this joke. So is this the fetish thing for this episode? I, I think guess so. I uh, think can I we know. ding the fetish counter <laughs> no.
4: up to five? Nobody said anything about fetishes until you did.
2: I'm just saying. Yeah, somebody... we're sim- we're just talking about how we need to get the semen off of the school. Well, what about jerking off into somebody's ear? That was mentioned. That's a
1: fetish. That's a fetish. Well, yeah, that's a no. Fetish.
4: I was just saying that because Mike said Mike said semen was on his mind, so I was making a like a a bad joke there because you know, like you put semen into the ear and it goes into the ear canal and into the brain.
0: This sounds more and more like a fetish the more you describe it.
4: With apologies to any
2: film historians and or comic book artists who might be listening thanks to
1: the advertising of a certain person. Yeah, shout out to Nathan's dad. Hi, Mr. Cronenberg.
2: <laughs> Hi, Mr. Cronenberg.
1: Hello, Mr.
2: Cronenberg. Okay, so wait. Now I'm completely... This
1: is actually good. I'm completely off track. Um, Did you have a track to start with? We wanna talk about Swamp Man. We're gonna talk about Swamp Man.
0: Yeah, so speaking of fetishes, let's talk about Swamp Man.
3: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep drinking. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Everyone, Mike.
2: everyone take a drink. Everyone take a drink. Yeah, I'm
4: actually almost done with this Miller High Life. I might get another one.
2: Oh let's, shit. Get another one. I already have I grabbed three because
0: we're talking about Swamp Man, and that's where
3: and here
2: I was wondering if we weren't going to finish all these. <laughs> I have four lined up right here, so let's, let's I, fucking do it. I have it.
4: to fucking hammer through these things. I got 12 of them, plus I still have all the shit from last week, because I only drank like two of the Modellos. Plus, I have all of the Fat Tire as well, or I have like three of them left, because I drank one of them. And
1: do you want one. me to... Do you want to sell them to me? No. Do you want to give them to me so that I can sell them to my sister? I just want to
4: like... When I'm done with all of my work shit and like things calm down at work, I'm just going to like take a day off and like drink 60 beers and like, well, maybe I should take several days off because I will need a day to recover after that. It's an ongoing project. Yeah,
3: I will say this beer is definitely making me burp more than before because just like champagne
4: four times.
2: (laughs) Do
3: you chug
4: champagne such that it makes you burp?
2: Champagne makes you burp, even if you don't chug it. I don't know. I don't drink champagne regularly
4: enough to know if it makes me burp.
2: Okay, uh, let's talk about Swamp Man.
4: Wait. Before we talk about Swamp Man, let me get a beer. Alright.
1: Oh, yeah. Take a drink. Damn, I wish I hadn't given all of these away. Because I kind of like it.
2: Well, next time I'm in North Carolina, I'll bring my hardcover copy of the E.C. Archive's Tales from the Crypt. For you to read, and I'll be sure to come down with a 24 pack of Miller High Life and we can all have a party.
3: Also, you can have mine, probably, because I desperately want to get rid of what's
1: left after this. I don't want that many.
3: Well, if Abby's going to go through three and I'm going to drink like maybe one more, uh, there's going to be like two or three left over.
0: That is terrible math. There's going to be... S- 6 or 7.
3: <laughs> oh god, I did get a 12 pack. God damn it.
1: Get it together, Mike. Yeah, I'm I also don't drink beer except for these podcasts. So, if I don't have it right now, I'm not going to drink it.
4: All
3: right, I'll start
1: walking. Yeah, hurry up. Where are you Follow walking it up. to? My apartment. Pick oh,
0: pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up.
1: Elliot, I don't even know where you live pick
0: anymore. Up, pick it up. Pick
1: it up. Pick it up. Um, like 15 minutes away from Mike. Wow. What direction? Um, it's off of I-40. Oh, I'm that's... trying to be vague because people, people on the internet are n- are. Oh, not yeah, jobs. sorry, I'm not trying to get your address, like, on the podcast. That
3: Well, be... see, first you go to... <laughs> I just give step-by-step directions <laughs> on how I get to Alex's apartment.
1: I would it's literally backwards. drive over there and
4: kill you. <laughs> but first you have to narrate the step-by-step directions to get to Mike's house. And then kill him.
0: All right, well, fair enough. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So anyway, <laughs> yep. speaking of fetishes, Swamp Man...
2: Is Swamp Man a fetish? Yeah. <laughs> a fetish? <laughs> this
3: it's 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 a fetish to you guys because you keep fucking talking about it incessantly. I
0: know we've been talking about Swamp Man for like five years at least. Are you saying it's not a fetish?
4: Someone explain for the viewers what Swamp Man is. All right.
2: So Swamp Man is a thought experiment. It's a philosophical thought experiment by Donald Davidson and it deals with um cognition and like what we know and how we can define that right so the thought experiment goes like this <clears throat> donald davidson is the philosopher is walking in a swamp at night don't ask why he just is and he um he falls in the swamp and he drowns and at the exact moment where he dies the swamp uh, like breaks him down to a molecular level, so there's no body. Nobody's going to find his body. Now, also at the exact moment that he dies, lightning strikes the swamp and reforms the molecules in the swamp at like an elemental level into an exact replica of Donald Davidson. This is oh, the, none
0: of the original uh, molecules. It's to, it's none of the yeah, molecules yeah. were part of Davidson.
2: No, none, none of the molecules were originally part of him. These are all new molecules. So. This copy, who's the Swamp Man, uh, walks out of the swamp, you know, brushes himself off or whatever you do when you fall in a swamp and continues on his life exactly as Davidson would have if he hadn't died. Right. So Swamp Man walks around and like he recognizes Davidson's friends and he writes philosophical papers and he speaks sentences but he does all of this without any real knowledge of these things of course to like davidson's friends there's no difference from what they perceive yeah it's davidson he's talking to me and he um he recognizes me but how can swamp man recognize quote-unquote like One of Davidson's friends, if he's never cognizized that friend in the first place, he doesn't have any of the requisite experience for that knowledge in his material being because he's a replica that, you know, didn't didn't accumulate any of this knowledge, didn't experience any of it. His utterances are technically meaningless because he
4: doesn't have the requisite knowledge of those words. This has a much more epistemological bent to it than the last time you talked about it.
2: Well, the last time I talked about it, I was drunk in a beach house. <laughs> this time, I've only drank two. Um...
0: <laughs> See, the thing is, the longer we talk about Swamp Man, the more absurd it becomes. So we only, you only, you need this to uh, start because you're not going to understand what we're saying in like fifteen minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyways, Abby, I have a feeling I know where you want to go with this, but go on.
0: Okay. So there's another theory that was fucking Plato or something. I'm going to say it's Plato because I like it when Plato's wrong. Um,
2: yeah, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, fuck Plato.
2: Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck Plato. This is an anti-Plato podcast.
0: <laughs> this is absolutely an anti-Plato podcast.
2: <laughs> Me and all my friends hate Plato.
0: <laughs> um, no, I actually think Plato's an idiot. But anyway... Um fucking there is there is a theory of knowledge called justified true belief and it's that uh you truly know something if you're justified in believing it you believe it and it's true. Um so like I know that I'm on a podcast right now. I am speaking with people who are speaking back so that's solid justification. I believe I'm on a podcast right now and uh it's presumably true so, i'm I've got justified true belief. So does Swamp man have justified true belief is the question because if if he doesn't if he didn't accumulate any of that knowledge itself, uh, does that mean he's truly justified
4: in knowing it? He has true belief, but it's not justified.
2: yeah. I don't think that it's justified that I think that's the big thing. Like Swamp Man is not justified in having any of the quote unquote, knowledge that Swamp Man has. Um because that's that's kind of Davidson's whole point with the thought experiment.
4: Did we have this whole conversation when we were like drunk at the beach house? I like vaguely remember like going into a whole like treatise on like what knowledge is. (laughs) Did we like figure out what knowledge is when we were wasted at the beach house?
2: I think that when we were drunk at the beach house, there's a good chance that, yes, we figured out what knowledge was. But also, that was the same conversation that led to Swamp Hitler. So it's kind of a give and take type of thing.
4: (laughs) God, here it is. Here it
2: is. Wait, did we talk
3: about Swamp Hitler at the beach?
2: Yeah, that's where Swamp Hitler came from. I feel like... Uh, somebody who isn't me should explain Swamp Hitler, unless people want to hear me just ramble about this. All right, so Swamp Hitler
0: is exactly like Swamp Man, but it's Hitler. So if Hitler smells, falls in a swamp, and lightning hits a swamp, and dissolves Hitler, and makes a new Hitler, is that Hitler guilty of the original Hitler's crimes? Should we kill that new Hitler?
2: Uh, I vote yes, because, you know, that Hitler, one, you know, I have... A uh, personal vendetta against Hitler being Jewish in any form, justified belief or not. And uh, two, um, you know, that Hitler's still completely reprehensible, so you know, fucking go for it.
0: I'm into kill I'm into kill Swamp Hitler. I, I think it's weird. It feels weird on some level, but I, I feel like as long as if Swamp Hitler's gonna like stroll back to lead the Third Reich, then I think it's definitely justifiable to kill him based on intent. I think it, the question becomes like if he's like, if the war is over and Hitler's alive, and this is like defeated Hitler who's gonna stroll back to his prison cell or whatever, like, then do we kill Hitler?
2: Yeah, let's let's still kill Hitler because if the Nuremberg trials left Hitler alive, something has gone horribly wrong, and we got to
4: kill him. That's the problem what is, we know what Hitler is going to do, so I think we're justified in killing him here. Mm-hmm. Because we have perfect knowledge of this situation.
3: Well, what if it's a tiny version of Hitler that only you have access? To? And it's easier
4: to step on him.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's easier to step on him.
0: I don't think I can kill a tiny version of Hitler, guys. That's where
4: you draw the line—is being tiny.
2: I'm gonna fucking murder tiny Hitler. Sorry. You <laughs>
0: know, I, I respect—I respect killing tiny Hitler. That's—that's that's fine. I just, I hate having that level of power over something. It makes me like, it gives me like a lot of awful, intrusive thoughts and shit. So I just feel like for my own personal health, uh, I could not kill Tiny Hitler.
4: Wait, so does that mean that in the case of regular Swamp Hitler, you would only kill him in like a duel to the death?
0: Uh, maybe. I think it would be fine to execute him. It's just if it was like old and decrepit Hitler, I don't think I could like pull the plug.
4: But if he's, like, restrained, then you basically have absolute power over him.
3: Hey, I... I, Yeah, I don't know. Assuming
4: you maintain the grapple.
3: I feel like... (laughs) I feel like if you're a like he's if he's for example in a hamster cage and he's got a little tiny <laughs> yeah, I well I feel like
0: if 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 it's the result of a trial then like the the collective law has decided versus that I have a tiny Hitler trapped in a hamster cage so that I can go home and step on and feel his little bones break I what if uh. tiny Hitler
4: gets a trial
0: <laughs> You know <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> um I guess if tiny hitler got a trial i would be more okay with killing tiny hitler
4: no further questions
2: <laughs> the other thought experiment that usually gets brought up whenever swamp man comes up in this group is like my, sec- my yeah, second my second
0: hold on before we get to that is it, here's my question to uh, donald davidson who is definitely listening to this podcast and maybe not dead i don't know um, is he dead
2: First of all, if he's not dead, shout out to Donald Davidson.
0: <laughs> if he is dead, shout out to Donald Davidson.
2: Um, He's dead. He died in 2003. Uh, shout out to his family.
0: Yeah. Pour one out for Donald Davidson right into my mouth. I'm going to pop over my second beer. Um,
4: That's basically like making out with Donald Davidson.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um is Swamp Man a Chinese room? Like, that's that's my question. Can Swamp Man form new knowledge? Or is Swamp Man stuck as, like, a permanent screen screenshot of Donald Davidson at one point in time?
2: I think that's a very interesting question that probably could spark a lot of uh, debate, because on one hand, I think the intuition is... Yeah, Swamp Man can form new knowledge. It's just all, like, knowledge gained after the incident will be Swamp Man's knowledge, right? Yeah. But if you really think about it, that's kind of weird, because Swamp Man doesn't have, like, the building blocks to form that new knowledge, right? Like...
0: Well, I would say if he can... Like, alright, if if you come upon a workbench... And there's like a half-finished model airplane. You didn't start building it, but you could finish building it. I think that would, would... You would still be capable of using the tools in that base, right? Like, even if they didn't come directly from you, that doesn't mean that you can't finish the product.
4: Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. Does that mean that, like, Neo isn't really good at Kung Fu stuff when he downloads it from the Matrix?
0: Yeah, Neo does seem pretty good at kung fu stuff. What, do, what is Donald Davidson's counterpoint to Neo? Uh,
2: we'll do a seance. We'll have a seance, and <laughs> we'll get Donald Davidson on the line. Donald Davidson will be our first guest when we have a Ouija board, and we ask
4: him what he thought about Neo. OK. I, I think you can have like an understanding and building blocks even if it's artificial.
2: Yeah, that's kind of my opinion. Is yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually agree with that. I, 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 I like that line of thought.
0: As long as you're capable of like future cognition, then even though like the knowledge wasn't yours to begin with, you're still able to build off it. Versus like if it's the Chinese room situation where you just have inputs being spit in and outputs being spat out in like a permanent state.
2: You should probably explain a
4: Chinese room. Yeah, will you explain the Chinese room for Chinese
0: room is, and we know all these thought experiments, by the way, because they're super obnoxious to bring up at parties. Um, <laughs> a, Chinese, a Chinese room is uh, either a person or a computer. I, the argument goes, it's sort of argue whether or not computers have knowledge, but a person's in a room and they're fed inputs in English. And they use a uh, manual to translate it into Chinese, and then they give it to a person in Chinese. But since they're going off a manual, they don't actually know the meaning of any of these words that they're translating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just straight up, like, from this manual. It's not normal translation. I don't know how many of our viewers have experience with trans- translating languages, but there's a lot that goes into it with... Um, cognition and kind of knowing the intent in words. So, you're, he's just, it's just getting spit out. He has no knowledge, no intent what's going on. Um, and vice versa for Chinese to English. So, because that's basically what computers do. So, the question is, does he actually know Chinese? Does he know what he's doing there? Um, and if so, does that mean computers can have knowledge? I think uh, the answer is no. Um, it's just inputs and outputs. I don't think computers have knowledge. But there's an argument to be made that they do. So anyway, if Swamp Man is a Chinese room, if inputs are just coming in and then it's just going through the file cabinet in Swamp Man's head and, and spitting out outputs based on the knowledge that Donald Davidson had at the time of his death, um, I think that's a lot different than if Swamp Man can learn what's in the file cabinets over time and form new thoughts and new cognition based on it. So like if, if you're... If you're sitting there with a dictionary and trying to translate Chinese and you're just going word for word for word and not really paying attention to the intent, then that's a lot different than if you're sitting there with a dictionary, which is someone else's knowledge, and going through and learning these words and their different uses and the intent behind them and then compiling information, reading Chinese literature, and it's English translation and notes on the translation and all that stuff. Um so the question is, is Swamp Man a Chinese room?
4: This really begs the question that the Chinese room is not real knowledge, but I maybe I'm just drunk and uh, am thinking about this poorly, but I almost want to explore the Chinese room some more.
3: Well, I think that there's there's a matter of, like, like in that example, translated language is just, like, inputting and outputting. But if the Swamp Man example, he's actually, like... Thinking about philosophy that doesn't have like an exact open, as an open ended idea and question. So, if these guys, if, if Swamp Man is a philosopher in this case, how does he, uh, how does he like actually think of philosophy
2: if it's just input and output? And I think that's kind of what I was getting at before, where I think intuitively we want to say that Swamp Man can like access the files of Davidson, right? And like pull up philosophical knowledge and then have an output based off of what Swamp Man finds in his head but it kind of gets weird because you know actually analyzing that as you're saying requires like some kind of real knowledge right or maybe agency
1: yeah I mean what 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 is having a conversation and thinking if not Accessing files in your head and going through them and spitting out the correct response.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think that there's really no difference between Swamp Man and David Ronaldson, or whatever his name is.
0: Well, I think I think the question is here here is David Donaldson would presumably
2: Donald Davidson <laughs> Donald Duck.
0: <laughs> Donald Duck would presumably learn new things as he went throughout his life, and he would change and edit the files. Versus the and uh, the Chinese Room thought experiment, there is no change. It's like a static state. So, if it's like a computer program that just takes the inputs and outputs and never learns and doesn't have any amount of agency, that feels different to me than if it does. And I'm definitely getting kind of drunk for this conversation
2: I'm definitely getting kind of drunk for this conversation
4: Wait, this Sorry. is really hard because if it's a computer in the Chinese room doing this stuff and the computer can't like think about its past experiences um, doing the translations then it's not getting any knowledge but if you have a person in the room it's going to remember which things even without having. I
0: think the argument is that the person doesn't for the sake the sake of convenience
4: then it's not a person Or maybe it is.
0: I I think it's just that they're doing it very, like, manually.
2: Okay. I'm just excited because I feel like we can go really far into this, and we can potentially make this the first two-parter. To my own chagrin, because that's (laughs) twice the amount of editing, but I feel like there's a lot of meat on these bones.
4: Wait, doesn't that mean that we don't have to do a podcast next week?
2: No, I just released two in one week, and we get, like, double the listeners. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh shit When are we going to start getting ad revenue Never <laughs> never.
2: <laughs> we just talked about Swamp uh, Hitler You think we're getting ad revenue <laughs> As soon as we
3: get that sweet sweet Raid Shadow Legends check
2: <laughs> Yeah shout out to Raid Shadow Legends The hottest mobile game of 2021 <laughs> Shout I- out to Raid
0: Shadow Legends Um, If you want your game To be associated with Swamp Hitler You should absolutely slide into our DMs <laughs> On Twitter um I think that would
2: be a great idea. At well, Mal with a Mensch. Yep, at Mal with a mensch. You know
4: the best way the, the best way to get that game, Raid Shadow Legends, is to download it um, on a secure network using NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything about NordVPN, so I can't <laughs> talk about it.
3: Uh, also, is uh, anyone interested in buying some Raycon earphones?
4: <laughs> Whoa! Tell me about your Raycons.
2: I have thought about getting us a website, and you know the way I've been thinking about doing it is by using Squarespace. Um, really? What's Squarespace?
4: I've never heard of it before.
2: Well, Squarespace is the fast and easy way to get your website off the ground. Oh. Um, Something, something, something.
0: SquarePace. Square, base, square, square
2: <laughs> Skillshare, SquarePace hit us up. <laughs> Skillshare, hit us up. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you can learn about all of these thought experiments by signing up for Skillshare, where you can get actual <laughs> philosophers to teach you about things like Swamp Man or the Paradox of the Ravens, which I'm not sure we're going to get to. I actually, that would be cool. I would, I would, I would consider that Skillshare.
4: We are actual philosophers. Don't sell us short.
2: Yeah, we're, we're practically philosophers. We figured out the uh, the meaning of knowledge at a beach house drunk.
3: Apparently, none of us remember. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like that tenacious D song. We discovered all of the knowledge, but we couldn't remember any of it. But we just know that it was all of the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. This is just a tribute.
0: I love that we're probably leaving like all these loose ends all over this. Podcasts, and we're never going to come back to them.
2: This is the most (laughs) loose end I think we've left on an episode.
0: Well, I feel like if you if you if you're talking philosophy, there's just going to be a lot of loose ends, right?
1: (laughs) I feel like if it's us talking, there's going to (laughs) be loose ends.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true. Thank you, Elliot.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome.
2: So do we want to keep going down this road, or do we I want do. to review
1: the beer? I, I do. Really genuinely. No, I
0: genuinely. No, I'm absolutely down to switch the ravens and try to remember how our drunk selves matched that to Swamp Man.
2: I think we just brought it up because <laughs> it's my two favorite, like, epistemological thought experiments. Okay. Um, okay, so the raven paradox deals with uh, also it's sometimes apparently I've discovered this on Wikipedia called the paradox of indoor ornithology though. I've literally yes. never heard that be used. I love that. So anyways, it deals with a disconnect between knowledge and logic. So uh, let's say that you have a hypothesis and that hypothesis is all Ravens are black, Right. Or you can express this as if something is a raven, then it's black. And via contraposition and logic, this basically it's it's opposite being it's equivalent. Or not it's opposite, but like the negative version of the statement being it's equivalent. It's logically equivalent to if something is not black, then it's not a raven, right? Uh. Okay. So given hypothesis one, all ravens are black. Um, evidence for that would be, I saw a raven and it's black, right? So that would be pretty clear, that would be evidence, not like proving your hypothesis, but it's evidence for hypothesis one, that all ravens are black. It's also evidence for hypothesis two, if something's not black, then it's not a raven. This all makes sense.
0: Quick shout out to my uh, philosophy teacher in college. who was working on a solution to the uh, problems with justified true belief using evidence. And uh, the fact that he almost failed me. He almost got me kicked out of school. (laughs) Shout
2: out. (laughs) Shout out. Shout (laughs) Shout outs. Um, So the problem is when we get to hypothesis two, and that evidence for if something's not black, then it's not a raven would be this apple is not black, and it's not a raven. So that's evidence for hypothesis two, but because of the way contraposition works, it's also evidence for hypothesis one because they're logical equivalents. Which means, observing this green apple constitutes as evidence, logically, for the hypothesis, all ravens are black. Which, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any fucking sense, even though it, it's, it's logically sound. I have thoughts about that.
0: My initial thought is, who the fuck cares?
2: Uh, the logic, I don't, look, alright, I'm gonna be straight up. I am very, very biased about this because I'm a continental philosopher and I don't give two shits about logic or analytics. Does that mean that you eat
4: like scones and also coffee and like
2: bagels? It means
0: that Nathan spends all day sucking his own dick. Yeah. But has avoided being Brit- the sin of being British, so that's something. Shout out to Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, man. Okay, look, my thoughts is, as someone who took a logic class as a dropout of um, computer science, my thought would be that uh, this just goes to show that finding one raven that is black is not actually evidence that all ravens are black. If you can't uh, make a link between blackness and ravenness... It doesn't matter that you found one raven that's black. You have to like show that the fact that it is a raven makes it black.
0: I mean, this also seems right for a uh, black swan situation where uh, the hypothesis all swans are white is ruined by, the, by, by finding a single black swan, which I think swans are black in Australia or something. I don't actually know if that was a thought experiment or swans are black in Australia. <laughs> Australia viewers... Please tell me if you have black swans.
4: But Australia does have black swans. I actually looked at this uh, Wikipedia article on black swan thought experiment as part of my research for the raven thing. But like the black swan thought experiment thing is that for a really long time, a lot of people thought that you know it was impossible for there to be a black swan because nobody ever saw one, and then they found black swans in Australia or whatever, and they're like, holy shit we've like based this whole belief system on the fact that swans can't be black. And now we found an example of a black swan. What else have we fucked up? And that is my incredibly, it's my two and a half Miller high life in explanation of the.
2: Holy shit. I got to hurry up. Well, we're not talking. I'm on number three. Um, We're not uh, talking about. Uh, like confirming. I we're I we're not talking about like proving the hypothesis all ravens are black, which is a bad hypothesis anyway because not all ravens are black. Um we're just talking about like what constitutes evidence for that hypothesis. And if you did manage to observe let's say all the ravens, right? Then you would be able to say, look at all this evidence that I have. I have observed all the ravens. They're all black. There we go. Um, Which is also gets into a really funny situation where in order to prove the other thing, the other, the contraposition, um, you would observe all non-black, non-ravens and say, I've observed them all. None of them are ravens. You know, here's my evidence, all of these specific observances.
4: If you found, like, all but one ravens and they were all black, is that better evidence that all ravens are black than if you found one raven and it was black?
1: You have completely lost me.
4: Okay, let's say that there are 30 ravens in existence and you have found 29 of them and you have them all in a box. And you look at them and you say, okay, look, they're all black. And then, let's say another scenario where you've only... I'm really Ben myself here with all these let's says, but let's say <laughs> that you've got one raven in a box, and uh, it is black. Does the 29 raven scenario, is that is that better evidence towards the hypothesis that all ravens are black than the one raven? Are you aware
2: that there are only 30 ravens in existence? If you know that there are only 30
4: in existence.
2: I think that yes, because, you know, this is a hypothesis. It's an educated guess. And if you've observed 29 ravens and they're all black, I think that, yeah, that actually does constitute better evidence than observing the one raven that's black. But observing the one raven that's black, if that's the only raven that you've ever observed, I think that still constitutes its evidence. It's just not very good.
0: I'm going to say it doesn't. Really? Uh, that, that seems very... I You know, I think that's just leaving open to... Once again, a black swan situation, or in this case, a, like a white raven situation. Like, it, like you haven't seen them all, so you truly do not know what that last one is. Yeah. Um, I would also like to say shout outs to Ben Shapiro. He was very butthurt about uh, Prince Philip dying today and Twitter being happy about it. And I just want him <laughs> to know, truly and personally that when he dies, we're going to be just as happy. Yes,
4: I might be happier.
2: Yeah, maybe happier. Uh, I, You know, if we're giving shoutouts, I just want to say um, uh, anti-shoutout to the analytic philosophers, Bertrand Russell, you know, Quine, <laughs> Car- Karl Popper. I don't care
4: about you guys and your nerd shit. Hey, I think I read about these guys in a book
1: once. I really hate
4: reading philosophy, but I'm pretty sure I read about these some.
1: I think it's really brave of you for you to be calling people nerds, Nathan. <laughs> Look, I'm not a nerd. I'm a continental
2: philosophical chap. No, you're a <laughs>
1: fucking nerd. Baby. In, the tra- <laughs> in
2: the in the tradition of our boy Hegel, <laughs> Hegel was a nerd too. All
0: right, if you met Hegel IRL, you wedgie Hegel.
2: What? No, i probably get wedgied with Hegel. <laughs> so you admit you are a nerd? Alright, hold on, hold on. Hegel falls in a swamp. And swamp
0: Hegel comes out.
2: <laughs> in wedging swamping. Look, I'm not going to advocate for any Hegel wedging on this podcast. Just like how this is an anti-Hegel. Just like how this is an anti-Plato
4: podcast. This is a pro-Hegel <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're going to have to talk over that one more. <laughs> if I have the opportunity to wedgie any famous person, I'm just going to do it. Like, it doesn't matter who they are. You're getting wedgied.
0: Damn. What if it's you?
4: Yes, I would wedgie myself if I had the opportunity to.
0: Damn, okay. So, like, if you fell in a swamp and didn't die, but another one of you came out of the swamp and you got famous for that, you'd wedgie the other you.
4: The first thing that other me would know <laughs> is the pain of their underwear, getting pulled up into her butt
1: crack by... So we should we should definitely bump up the fetish counter again. <laughs> yeah, I think that we're at right? six. We're at six.
4: <laughs> I think that we're at zero. Nobody's talked about fetishes here.
2: Uh, we definitely mission fetishes outright several times.
4: We Well, we've talked about the fetish counter.
2: It's a running total counter across all episodes. Yeah. Um... I shouldn't have mentioned Hegel because now I just want to talk about Hegel. You know, Hegel and Napoleon met each other, like, in person. Do you think that, like, Big Dick Energy recognizes Big Dick Energy?
0: They were both huge nerds, so probably. <laughs> would you wedgie Napoleon?
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yes.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely wedgie Napoleon. Fucking man <laughs>
4: I'm pretty sure Napoleon Dynamite gets wedgied in his movie.
0: Napoleon falls in a swamp, and Napoleon Dynamite comes out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he conquer Europe. That's what conquered Europe? God!
0: <laughs> does he know what color a, ra- color a raven is?
3: <laughs> this is? This is big.
0: <laughs> Actually, wait. If he can conquer one country in Europe, does he know how to conquer all countries in Europe?
2: Damn, no, he doesn't. Alright, fine. Raven paradox solved.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Abby. <laughs> I'm
2: never
0: gonna remember any of this.
4: It's God. okay, it's being recorded by Craig.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is why I hate talking about Swamp Thing, because we always talk about it when we get drunk, and we can never remember anything that we came to the conclusion of.
1: Well, this time it's recorded for all posterity. I've had a single beer, so I promise you I will remember all of this for all of you. Are you
3: sure about that? What if?
1: (laughs) Can you, can you
3: let your mind actively retain all of this information? Yes, because I think it's
1: interesting
0: what if uh what if like a year from now we all get really drunk on an episode and it's like the exact same content <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's like not unlikely because i'm pretty sure this is just the exact same content that we know at and,
4: and we um, wouldn't even know because nobody listens to the podcast or none of us listen to the
2: podcast i yeah. do i'll remember yeah but you won't remember what you said a year ago i will not remember even though i do listen to the podcast <laughs> speaking of not remembering um Uh-oh. let's get to the beer i guess oh the beer uh right. cuz we're still cuz we're still like within an hour so we're actually pretty good
0: i mean i was down to keep talking
2: <laughs> yeah well i don't know we just kind of wrapped things up i figured it was a nice transition to the beer i agree let's do the beer um okay so I'm going to start because I wanted to lay out an argument for why I like Miller High Life. All right. So I think that Miller High Life is definitely a cheap beer, right? I mean, it's one of like the American big three, Coors, Miller, and Budweiser. But I think like among all of those beers, it is easily the best out of all of them. Uh, It has the cheapness and the lightness that makes it work at any you know, college party or any party that is going to have drinking games. Um, So it's, it's really good for that. It's good on your wallet. But the thing is, is that it has this, like, really smooth, almost kind of, like, creamy taste that doesn't have, like... You know when you have cheap beer, it sometimes has, like, a weird metallic aftertaste? You sure. don't really get that here. You kind of get, like, actual grain. And so that's my... That's probably the most advanced argument about beer that's been made on this podcast so far. That's why I like Miller High Life. So, I'm going to give it. I'm going to put it because I can't justify putting a beer like this in A tier. I am going to put it at the very top of B. Wow. Damn. The top of That is an
0: ambitious ranking.
2: And that's that's and that's my that's my flaming hot take.
0: So if you want to argue with me about Jesus or Nathan about Miller High Life, you can add <laughs> us on Twitter. You know, I'm VWAL1910 Sorry, Wall 1910 and uh, Nathan is Sheriff of BX. Yep. And uh, we will happily argue about these subjects with you um, and tell you why you're fucking wrong. But anyway, Segwang, uh, beer's okay. I'll put it in C tier. I, I don't have much to say. It definitely tastes like the champagne of beers. I'm not actually sure if I've had champagne ever but it is pretty smooth and um i don't know it's smooth it's got a nice texture it tastes fine i'm on my third
3: one
2: uh mike i will say that
3: i really dislike the taste of beer but this uh this is like surprisingly drinkable it is it does not like elicit just immediately Ugh, whatever i i drink it so I guess it's doing something right. I'll probably I'll probably since it is I think it is like slightly better than average, I will put it on I will also put it in B tier. Nice. Damn. All right. Cass.
4: Alright. This beer is disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> it dragged me into a swamp <laughs> and then asked me questions about philosophy. Look, here's the thing. I expect from the types of beer that I drink, I my like mental thing is that like a good like six pack of like decent quality beer is gonna cost me twelve bucks. I purchased this twelve pack of beer, not six pack, twelve pack of beer for seven dollars. When I saw the price, I was like, oh wow, that's seven dollars. And I was like, oh my god, that's seven dollars. I was scared out of my mind that this beer was a seven dollar pack of 12-pack of beer. That was very frightening to me. Um, however, I will put this at the top of C-tier because of the things that I've mentioned here already. It is actually unfortunately drinkable.
0: Above or below f- Fat Tire?
4: So th- I'm putting this above all of the other things. I think I've put everything else in approximately mid-C-tier. Okay. I'm putting this at the top of C-tier. I cannot in good conscious rate this B-tier beer because I know there are better beers than this.
3: Top of C actually sounds like a better <laughs> than putting it in that, the bottom of B.
1: I think I might also swap to that.
4: Thank you. I'm glad my argument has been um, persuasive.
2: Elliot?
1: Now, okay, see, my thing with beer is always that, like, I smell it, and it smells like bread. So I always, I always think, this is going to taste like bread, and then I drink it, and it tastes not like bread, and it has like a very, I think, strong alcohol taste, which I dislike. But for whatever reason, this this um, Miller High Life, it tastes the way it smells, which is to say good, actually. It does have a weird aftertaste that I dislike, but I drank the whole thing and I kind of wish that I had another one. Um so I'm I'm not even gonna give it a D. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a G for fucking good. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> i think with all of these ratings i i think that we can put this at the bottom of b as like a gatekeeper for the tier right like in order to get into b tier and i think that this is actually a really good place for it and i'm going to change my opinion to this place in order to get into b tier or the higher tiers you have to be better than miller High Life, and i think that that's very very justifiable i like I, I like that Alright, so what if the Miller High Life fell in a swamp? Okay. And
3: lightning hit the swamp. And the recording, and the recording. And it became watered-down beer.
0: (laughs) No, 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 and a new Miller High Life came out, the exact same as the old Miller High Life, but with none of the constituent particles of the previous one. Can we rank that in B tier?
2: Yeah, because it's beer. I (laughs) I stopped listening. Cut the. Cut the. Cut the. Okay. So, with that, (laughs) next week we're reviewing Pacifico as our first fan recommendation.
1: Shout out to Eva. I love you very much.
2: Yeah, shout Shout out out to Eva. Eva. Who's Eva? Someone we're not allowed to talk to.
0: Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) So, please join us for that. Um,. And with that, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Spotify. Um, and I, we didn't have to buy a fucking lime for this. And we hope that you learned something, even if it isn't what you wanted to learn. God,
3: I, it's definitely I never want to learn about that. the slime.
4: <laughs> I think this was our best episode yet.